about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Welcome to Worst Gig Ever. I'm Jeff Garlock. I'm Mike Pace. You heard it up top when we said <laughs> Harmar, our special guest this week, Harmar Superstar, a.k.a. Sean Tillman. He's a great man. He does a lot of things. He's a, he's a musician. He's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. He is. He's a comedian. He an he's a performer. He's a renaissance man. He's, a, he's Danny DeVito he, in renaissance He man. is <laughs> the closest thing we have to a contemporary Danny DeVito. Yes. <laughs> Except for, except except for the, the ancient except Danny for DeVito. the man himself. We're all familiar with. Which, after the movie Hoffa, who knows what happened. <laughs> Harmar, Sean, whatever you want to call him, just don't call him coming to my house with a half a sandwich, which he did. <laughs> and then I left it in my fridge, oh, really? went away for the weekend, threw it out when I came. Oh, Sorry about that, He was that, waiting Sean. for that still. He's got some fantastic stories about, I mean, this guy... What he, what he physically does, what he puts himself through, what he does to his body. Uh, there's physical torture. There's mental torture. Performing for, in front of incubus crowds, going on tour <laughs> yeah. with Red Hot Chili Peppers. This guy, this guy does it all. If, if you want to believe in that improv philosophy of yes and, he says yes and more. I mean, he did our everything. Said I yes mean, to we our podcast. incubus and to this <laughs> podcast. But yeah, uh, he's got some great stories for us. Yeah, and he uh, he also talks about he he had a large role in the movie Starsky and Hutch. He did, and which leads us into our uh, film corner segment for this week because the other day I saw the incredible Burt Wonderstone, more like Burt. Wonder if they were stoned when they came Ayo. up with this. It was bad. I think the AV Club kind of summed up in their review, just like. Do we need a movie to really stick it to magicians in 2013? <laughs> it's just like the subject matter. I guess there's a real funny movie to be made about this stuff. But, you know, it begins with this real sweet segment when the right. kid's he's a latchkey kid. He's 10 years old. He comes home. His mom has left him his birthday gift. It's a magic kit and a video. And you feel for the kid. And then, like, it takes place in 1982. Then fast forward 20 years, and he's this pompous asshole, like kind of very broad caricature of what you think a magician would be right. like. And it just doesn't there, – there's a disconnect. And also it was one of those kind of things where I get kept getting caught up. In 1982, he's supposed to be 10, but they show footage of him appearing on like Johnny Carson oh, in really? 1992. So he's supposed to be 20 there. Uh, he's supposed to be 40, right. like, and he's washed up. I'll say so, this, though. <laughs> speaking of 82 – but going to 89, I saw the movie Stoker for another movie. I thought Stoker was a really great movie. Look-wise, it might be a bit much for people. It's uh-huh. kind of a bit much and, and a little precious in the way it looks, but it's got some amazing sections. But I, halfway through the movie, they show like a flashback to the father of the main girl in Stoker, and the photo said that the photo is from like 1989. And I'm sitting there just thinking, like, what are they doing? That's not long enough ago. And then I went, uh-oh. I'm 34. That is long enough ago. It really blew my no, mind. I, I get hung up on that issue of time in movies. If you remember, in the movie Parenthood, yep. Steve Martin's character, do you know how old he's supposed to be? He has two kids in Parenthood. Lay it on me. He's supposed to be 30 years old. Crazy talk. Steve Martin, full head of <laughs> a shock of gray hair. This has like two teenage kids. He's supposed to be 30 in right. that movie. Yeah, I get really, time can really yeah. throw it. This was the first one, though, where I was just, I'm old, man. <laughs> like, now it's shifted because I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I could have a 16-year-old kid in 18 Theoretically. You, Theoretically. You could, yes. I've got a wonderful 16-year-old She's kid. Great. This episode's She's going great. After, after. After. But to wrap up the film corner, Burt Wonderstone, more like Burt. Burt Blunderstone. Yeah, Yeah, unfortunately. uh, Low expectations on that one. That's a shame. It sounds like Stoker. Stoker, pretty good. Pretty good. You know what else is pretty good? Harmar Stuperstar. Harmar Stuperstar (laughs) does great job on this. So check out this episode. And if you like it, if you've got any suggestions for us, if you've got any suggestions for guests, whatever, email us at worstgigever at gmail.com. 
Or check out our old episodes at worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com. Go to our Facebook page at Worst Gig Ever. Send us some emails if you'd like. Check out any old episode we have. Or you can check them out on iTunes and give us some ratings. Do it. Do it. Just don't rate us R. <laughs> Four. Are we there yet? <laughs> Here is Sean Tillman, a.k.a. Jeff just destroyed the microphone. Broke everything. We love it. I just got back from uh, tour in Mexico opening for the Chili Peppers, who were like an amazing audience, and I love touring with that band. They're so nice to take care of you. Uh, but five years ago, I went on tour with them in Australia and New Zealand, and that that got that that went awry a few times. Like <laughs> it was weird though, because we were playing like three shows in every every city, um, like Melbourne, Sydney. You know, it was like uh-huh. three day stands, and like one night they would love it, the next night they would hate it, like, <laughs> really? and then the next night, like I had to like do things like. Yeah, they were throwing crazy shit. Like, I don't know if you've seen like a 50 cent piece yeah. from Australia. Mm-hmm. They are really big. <laughs> yeah. And I got hit by a lot of those. Like, my body was covered in welts. It was like, literally, like, by the end of that tour, it was like a thousand bruises. Just from, like, angry Australians throwing, like, basically, I mean, that's like, it's huge. It's like, that's like a novelty coin. Yeah. But right. Really heavy. So the novelty wears off when it hits you. And <laughs> sure. It spirals right. out into like a, 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 like a, a one foot like bruise that just spirals forever. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, I feel like sometimes English speaking audiences are just there to like judge you. But right. was it I mean? unpredictable in that like one night would be great yeah. and the next night awful? And then so you don't know what to expect. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're like, kind of scared. I have to do things because, you know, I get down to my underwear and stuff and like people just either love it or they fucking hate <laughs> Right. It, you know what I mean? It brings out all the insecurities in a man. So like, so like, so I do a separate, I can't like, one time I got hit by an umbrella at one of the shows and I was using that as a shield for a while and it gave me the idea to, uh, to come out just in my underwear and then slowly get dressed throughout the show. And that seemed to really <laughs> first sweat this. You know what I mean? Like, How'd I, that work out? It worked out really well. Yeah. Those, those are some of the better shows. That's good. But like, you know what I mean? Like you go out and it's one of those things on those tours that are that big. Like they take care of you so well and everything's right. so nice backstage and at the hotels and everything. But then just like that fear of that like 40 minutes a day where you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Right. You know how you're going to get injured, what's going to get thrown at you. That's like an amazing reversal of like the normal kind of when you're kind of slugging it out and you're touring. Yeah. And, like the dr- you're bonding in the van, you're right. driving and like you eat someplace cool and then start, and then you don't know if the show is, if yeah. anyone's going to be there exactly, or anything. Exactly, but you have the best time. Exactly. You're like, whatever these 10 people love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, dude, yeah, it's, it's insane. But yeah, it really like stressed our inner band you know, what sure, I mean? yeah, like, sure. you know, it was like one of those things where it was like half the time not very fun hanging out with each other because we were like, you know, right. like everybody's like in danger. Well, because so like, you're if, on guard mentally yeah, anyway. Exactly. So like all of a sudden you get back in the bus or the van, you're like, get the fuck, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? The, why the fuck did you say that? You know, and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. you guys are a bunch of fucking assholes. You know what I mean? More yeah. shit would come flying than everybody else would be getting hit with stuff. And then all right. of a sudden you guys are just hating. How do you pro- like in a, in a, for playing a place that big? How are you projecting to kind um, of the nosebleeds and what's like it's what's the reaction I from mean, the dregs it's it's it can it just depends because you're like the size of like i don't know like a penny to right them. so like they right. don't really know what's going on you're not like on the screens i don't think like right they save I that guess for, for the big for, production yeah, sure. you know what i mean like so you really don't know you never connect with them sometimes right. you know you'll you'll walk through and because like, i remember see, awesome. we've never we never played any show that big but I remember, like, I remember thinking when I saw, uh, like, like DFA seventy nine was like opening for Nine Nails, so we went to yeah. that. But and I remember seeing, like, oh yeah, like they're very small. And then even Queens of the Stone Age, who I think are yeah. like used to bigger shows, like mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, they're not like a stadium band. Yeah, like, it's yeah, like totally. a different vibe. And then Nine Inch Nails got out, and you're like, oh right, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what you're doing, yeah, exactly. and your you guys, thing is set up for this dynamic. Yeah, you have a hundred people, <laughs> right? For you, but exactly. We have zero. Do you find? <laughs> <that>? <laughs> yeah. So I set up here. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, did yeah, you, exactly. Did you find that you guys would would 
like how was merch on those? Um, well, we didn't like, I mean, I guess it was kind of, uh, you know, you have to sell your shit for like, you have to match the price. Right. So it's like $50 yeah. for your shirt or whatever. And right. I'm, I don't even want people to pay that for my, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just like go to my website. And <laughs> on top of the fact that like, if like, a kid is know, going you know, to that show with $50, the, they're probably going to buy that red hot chili peppers. Yo, yeah, uh, totally. They're blood sugar, like, sex, they're not, like, magic, five of them. This guy that everyone hated, selling shirts for 50 bucks too. But like, we, I threw all my 50 cent pieces at you. So. Genius one, like like eight or nine years ago, I was on tour with Incubus, uh-huh. and uh, we made this shirt that didn't say Harmar, and it was like a picture of me that was kind of like grayscaled, so it kind of looked like Brandon the singer, and it's like <laughs> this girl's shirt. Like we made like a really girl cut, like yeah. pink shirt uh-huh. that people were buying with like a heart with my face in it, and after the crowd would fucking like destroy me, I was like, you know, I'd have to like jump into the audience and hit people with the microphone and stuff to get them to <laughs> shut up, and like, and. Uh, and those are big. Those are like 10,000 person shows too. Uh-huh. So those are pretty brutal. I was, that was like bloody tampons getting thrown at me and shit. And like, <laughs> like cell phone batteries. Like people were disabling their own like lives. But like, but like I had that. So that was my big thing. I would take in like three grand a night at merch selling shirts of myself that they thought were incubus. You know what I mean? You so pulled one over. Yeah, the victory. Yeah. It was like they, they would like. Yeah, the boyfriend who would like throw some shit at me would like go back to the merch booth and spend fifty bucks on me. What, so I was like, total trick. What's the? I mean, the, what's the, what the decision to tour with like to with, to tour with an incubus where you like the idea that maybe it's not going to be a crossover crowd? Yeah. Oh, like what's what's the glutton for punishment ratio? Well, it's, it's one of those things <laughs> like, where like because the guys are super up. nice, they offer you like you know they take care of you really well, and then like. They're fans, so they want you there. So you're like, yeah. whatever. And just the opportunity to do that kind of shit for these yeah. kinds of stories is amazing. You right. know what I mean? It's right. Like, it's like real, like, it's almost like sociology, right. you know, yeah. experiment. And it, that's like the fun of it, you know? Yeah. And it's like only going to be like a week or two. Right. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Half yeah. the time or three quarters of the time, it's really fucking fun. Yeah, right. And well, because like, especially if it's that short for anyone. Yeah, it's yeah, like, exactly. And, and your, your and expectations. You go back to, like the Casbah, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sweet. I guess your expectations have totally changed. Yeah. It's, it's all yeah. possible. You can do it all. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Incubus one night, the club by the airport yeah, the other exactly. night. Yeah, our last show is to 20,000 people in Mexico, and our next one is going to be to 200 in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, Casbah, yeah. You know? exactly. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we, Oxford Collapse did that too, where we opened for Franz Ferdinand at the Showbox in Seattle when on our first like U.S. 2004 and the next night was uh, at that it was like a pizza place in portland yeah the fatal totally. flying guillotines for oh, 50 people right dude fatal that, yeah. but that show, it was I mean, a great show it was fun see fatal flying yeah that was yeah. that one we talk about the high on fire tour where it's like you know obviously not as big but it was still like most shows like you know a thousand whatever it was and then played that show in eugene yeah, or no yeah. in eureka california yeah. at a fish restaurant yeah, yeah. with tweak bird to two people oh man but then you get to see tweak bird and we saw like, tweak bird and they were great we were became bros with them that yeah. night <laughs> bonded over the terribleness yeah yeah, yeah. And how we had to actually leave the punk house because it was so filthy but then there's always that that house you stay at yeah you get to the punk house and they've made uh like a four-day curry yeah that like just just punk like sends <laughs> everyone in the van yep. With diarrhea for like two days, and you're like, "This is awesome, thank you so much," right. but you're you really, see, really yeah. ruining the, a couple of days. The layers yeah. of crust on the inside of the bowl like read like a, a tree, tree rings. Yeah, exactly. but how, how? Yeah, both <laughs> perfectly seasoned, bro. Well, I, I, exactly. That, the place you're adding spice, and you're like, you just don't want to watch yeah. that, dude. No, no, no. We did this. What's the place that that's coming up all the time? The place in in Prague that has oh, the double seven club. Oh, the goulash. The, yeah, yeah, the goulash. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> knows about the oil stew they serve you there and we went there with orchid and i was like this is the worst thing i've ever had in my life those weird pieces of like textured vegetable protein floating in oil yeah exactly. and then came back with panthers like six years later same deal yeah. and you know what i did i ate the shit out of it it was probably the yeah. same stew yeah i broke out yeah i broke out immediately and like 16 year old acne yeah. as soon as it was over that's they the oil like water tower yeah. full of it that's can power the van with that too. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. yeah exactly so um, on, on something that's that's as enormous as like these chili peppers day do they do they ta- do they put you up someplace too or is accommodations um, kind I mean, of on your they, own they either like they this like the chili peppers are really nice about like on the Australian tour they put us up at their same hotels mm-hmm. and stuff like that and get you a local driver and like mm-hmm. their crew would even like set up our stuff when we get there just be like ready to go right and uh so that was insane. And like this one, you know, they'll either do that or just like give you a really good budget to do it. Like they take care of a band like 
you feel like you're you're getting paid like you just sold out like like Webster Hall, or right? You know what I mean? Right. Like for just opening their show, which right? Is, is amazing, and a lot of bands don't do that. A lot of bands will give you like two hundred fifty bucks, right? And be like, Fuck you. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, like. High and fire tour. <laughs> yeah. Great. Best tour I've ever been on. Start losing money real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's something about the, the chili pepper or the chai peps, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. That, um, you know, cause they, there is this kind of cool, like, you know that they kind of came from something cool. And so this yeah. idea of trying to, is like the little big boys or whatever they were, like when they first started. Sure. Um, yeah. you know, to, to have that, you give them some credibility. Yeah. Well, it, it's that. And I mean, I think like, I mean, they come from a place where they know what it's like mm-hmm. to like fucking slum it on the road. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're just giving back to like people they like. And right. So that's, that's awesome. Like those guys, like it's, it's one of those things where like, I think it's really easy because they're so mainstream and like everywhere now to like, to like kind of discount them for mm-hmm. people you know what i mean but then when you get to those shows and you see them they start playing shit off like mother's milk and stuff sure. like, yeah, yeah. oh my god i'm fucking 13 again <laughs> right and i forgot how like influential this and shit it's good actually was on me from, yeah you know yeah what I mean? like and they don't have to do that no they don't have to do they don't have to play the also they don't have to help out uh yeah. younger bands no uh, i mean there's no getting around it was like the second band shirt i ever owned was oh, no. yeah. I, 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 because I, I, my I, mom said i'm not buying you another primus shirt yeah and <laughs> so i'll buy you this skin yeah. tight red hot chili peppers <laughs> yeah. white t-shirt oh, you know why about primus last night was something i was like yeah just like they they were that <laughs> perfect crossroads of of music like weird like art rock jazz yep. and everything else that just like somehow at the apex like draws the most disgusting looking crowd yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. but we're so i mean yeah. primus were a gateway band oh totally. for me we too all, like, that was I my mean, first bit that we were all wearing like jay the singer of panthers and orchid yeah. like that was I, there was a point when junior high that was the only music i liked and none of us primus. were good looking then we no. were city teens <laughs> God, no. and sailing i remember seas of cheese we sailed just seas eating cheese i remember seeing them on the pork soda oh wait did i see them on pork soda or like and it was awesome I mean, yeah, it yeah. was like yeah. really heavy. Loud like it was like ninety three yeah. Woodstock ninety four. Yeah. I went crazy. You could <laughs> see me. We've talked. About it. You could see me on the pay per view for Woodstock. That's amazing. moshing around during those damn blue collar tweakers, wearing like a lacrosse hoodie, yeah. covered in mud. Yeah, oh. That's amazing. Good times, man. Good I times. wanted. I wanted to go to Woodstock ninety four because my my grandparents owned a house. Like, I don't know, an hour away. Uh-huh. And I just, I, I was 15 at the time. Yeah. So it was like such a big deal. And like, you're so, again, like with the gateway thing, like 1994, at least for me, you're that age. It's like, you're so psyched on music and discovering things. Yeah. And, and bands like Primus and the Chili Peppers. Yeah. Like, and well, Rollins like, band, and all like, that stuff. That, they were like the best. Like, if you were learning to play, like mm-hmm. every drummer would mm-hmm. play the Chili Peppers or Primus records. Yeah. That meant you were like the best. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because exactly. they were just like such And like, also, all, those bands <laughs> yeah. also retained a sense of humor, which I think yeah. was, yeah, was, it was like, important. Fun. It was like, yeah. 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 So that's why it was a good compliment to like getting into metal and hardcore and stuff like that. Oh, because without there was a doubt. Always, like, totally. Claypool. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're the best <laughs> and the worst kind. Okay. Uh, definitely. So, uh, so let's, let's, uh, Let's let's go back to the okay. less the less heady. Oh yeah, days. I mean yeah, you've had a long and varied career. Definitely, and play, yeah, I mean, I have slugged it out in the trenches. I'm assuming, yeah. probably more than most for the amount of uh, yeah. projects you've done. So give us give us something from the early days. Okay, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's definitely like okay, in my first band, Calvin Crime, we're right. like a spazzy noise band on Amphetamine Reptile, on Amphetamine Amrep, Reptile. Home yep. of Pig Fuck. I, I <laughs> yeah. actually I got the Calvin Crime record. Uh, it was a bargain bin CD for me <laughs> yeah. in like in college, definitely. And yeah. Nice. It had it had that cool orange cover and it was oh, yeah. on Amrep, so that was like and it was Slaney a dollar. Panthers. So. He was a big Calvin Crime fan. Oh, he was like sweet. psyched when we used to play with Shout That Up because it would be like Justin Charito for Panthers. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm friends with Sean. Yeah, uh, dude. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of like those days. I mean, we were like we at that point it wasn't even like bad because we were so excited. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was a precocious little like 17 year old and I would like book our tours and get assigned to labels and like be like right. we're just gonna go all summer. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like right. And like, I just booked these shows that like, there might be five people at, there might be one person at, might, the p- people might have been like a house party that you booked from Book Your Own Fucking Life. Or and they might have told anybody. You get there and they start calling their Does friends. Does that still exist? 
I doubt it. I, I doubt it very highly. Book your own the, fucking oh, life yeah, for back from Rock The internet exists now, yeah, so exactly. I don't think we really need it. But Sorry. Like, I think, Sorry. I, no, I think there was. I remember when I booked uh, our first tour, which was in 04, using, I think they had an online presence uh, at, at the time. Or at least... Uh, Technology. I, yeah. I wonder if it still exists. Right. It's just, it's just Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically. But like, yeah, there'd be those kind of times. But like, we were just so into like... All we needed was like a 40 in a place to park our van yep. and we'd like right. sleep in there and be like, whatever, we're eating dry cornflakes, <laughs> but we're in Seattle for the first time. Right. This is fucking You were awesome. not, there was no, it was, you weren't jaded. There was not no yet, like no. ironic detachment. And where was from it. Calvin Crime based on? It was uh, in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, we right. started there. So the AMREP was, they, were, AMREP our, they were our hometown. So that heroes. was, right. Uh, we were like, that was, get a leg up there. The getting on that label was kind of like, a uh, weird backhanded nightmare. Not because the label was amazing, but uh, like just the the uh, the backlash from the local scene. All the guys who were older were just uh-huh. like, "These guys haven't paid their dues. <sighs> These little fucking kids don't never know what doing." But we were like, <laughs> "We've toured like five times more than you, and right. we're like literally not even." 18 yet like, right i mean i don't know like you know right. what I mean? the like, guys like, in like, love 666 were the bands on the label were yeah. all awesome there's just all these local bands that was the thing everybody wanted to do this like chuggy meat housing rock you know yeah. what i mean and that was the thing at the time and it's, i think it's coming back now with like mets and a bunch of like yeah, that like, definitely like, which is cool i love yeah. that shit piss jeans is yeah you know, exactly you know, world but like people were just doing that and so like for us to be kind of a little bit spazzier and more melodic and not kind of like doing that like Right, chugging yeah. slow thing. People were like, "What the fuck?" Right? Do these guys right. have? So we would get that kind of thing, and no surprisingly racist song titles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's definitely uh, the, the, the exactly. album. Shorty, exactly. the album. I love you, but you got some issues in your <laughs> that Albini era. That Albini yeah. era, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Hazelmeyer, like the guy who runs it, is like yeah. he kind of taught me everything about like the music industry. He's still a really good friend, and like. Mm-hmm. I just love that whole like mystique he built. I mean, he is like an NRA member and he has shitloads of guns, but right. he's also like fucking like way into like art deco, like yeah. <laughs> thrifting. And his mom like did that kind his- of thing, would trade that furniture. So his house is like this pristine like museum of like, uh-huh. ages yeah. of design. Like the guys. Multifaceted and like so cool. Just, right. Like, is Amrip still an active label? They, he started doing like, uh, pressings of like 200 yeah. copies of things mm-hmm. again. He did like a Melvin's and Seahorse yeah. split, yeah. which is really awesome. And he's, he'll just do like limited runs. Yeah. And like save 10 of them and sell them for it's like a reissue. Bucks. The choke, <laughs> the choke bore album. Gotta get Ooh, the choke I love bore. The choke bore. <laughs> they, they did an uh, album that wasn't on Amrip, like, cause they got really huge, like randomly in France. Oh, Joe really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like they became like stadium act in France only. <laughs> so yeah. like Troy moved over there and just became like a French wanderer. God, for wow. A while. And they like, there's one record that's like kind of harder to find. that's only released over there. That's pretty good. After the AMREP one or yeah, before? After yeah, the, they did three. They did three on AMREP, I think. They were, the thing, AMREP records, at least in college, when like you go to use records, were fairly easy to, or at least there was, you know, kind of different tiers. Of, yeah. Yeah. Like, you could find like, Vertigo and Hammerhead records. I think they and, were right. on that first wave of when like Mordem first got huge. Yep. Like the distribution mm. company. Yeah. And they, that was like a big deal. Like they would like, if you put out an AMREP record at that time, I think you would sell like 30,000 copies. Like, yeah. No matter what. You know yeah. what I mean? Which wasn't the case by the time we got there. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. But I mean, like, that was forever. That's like, right, we got there right when Tom was like, uh, you know what? I'm going to stop paying all these bands because they're all being a bunch of whiny pussies and I can make a bunch of money, like, right. like owning bars. You right. Know? And that's what it, right. and that's what he does. So now he just, he still hand screens his covers and does that shit for fun, but it's right. like 200. So did, did I want to do a single with them soon? I think a Harmar Amrap single was that'd be kind of awesome. Was um, <laughs> uh, a Harmar Cow split? Yeah, we like uh, maybe with Melvins. We've done like a few shows. Oh yeah, his oh, bars awesome. and that, that makes yeah. sense. What yeah, led yeah. what led to the the demise of Calvin Crime? Um, I think I I kind of like wanted to move to Chicago, mm-hmm. and that was like a mistake because everybody was way into jazz, and after right. one year, I was just like, but we kept it together. <laughs> we, we, oh wait, so you <laughs> hit, you hit like very true. you hit the thrill jockey era. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Nate. Like, year of rock and roll. Yeah, it was yeah. like lighting tortoises cigarettes yeah. Yeah. for no break. But like <laughs> an isotope two one seven. Let's go out to you, tortoise. <laughs> no, because yeah. that that hit like that was. I mean, I remember going to see a lot of those bands, and like it became an academic. Yeah, it was like I just, yeah. yeah, I don't want to to have fucking, fun yeah. was was completely anathema. Yeah, like let's right. not talk about jazz. Right, let's just not talk. <laughs> just make a song. Don't like, yeah. talk about it. Which so. is wait, all the, those bands starts it now of like you know in the past ten years or so of getting into Prague. Like those bands will like 
There is a crossover. So, there's yeah. a crossover that will get in, like, Prague archives will, like, yeah. talk about tortoise. And, like, yeah. and I'm like, all right, well, cool. Just, <laughs> I think there's, still, there's, some, there's some, there's some, they still have some very pleasant songs. Sure. <laughs> I mean, they, you know. So you moved to Chicago. It's very jazzy. <laughs> yeah, it's very jazzy. And I was starting to do the Sean and Nas stuff. Like, on tour, I would, like, like on Kelvin Crime tours, we'd have mm-hmm. a day off. And I'd, like, record at, like, K with Lois or something. Uh-huh. And do, like, I had all this stuff coming together. And I kind of just wanted to do that more. Did you and, always have that kind of melodic bent? Yeah. To, like, in, like, I mean, you probably added that to the Calvin Crime. Yeah. And sound, I just like but... wanted to do more. I mean, I was just like, I was obsessed with like Bell and Sebastian at that right. point. You know what I mean? Right. We were making these like spazzy things. So right. I kind of like, kind of like gave like an ultimatum to the guys. It wasn't like anything dramatic, but it was like, I kind of, if we're going to like do another record and like tour and shit, mm-hmm. we're either going to go ultra heavy and make an album that's like sleep or something. Right. Or, right. or, you know what I mean? Or else we're going to make something really weird and right. poppy. And then, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. do any of this middle of the road yeah. shit right now, like, as far as, like, our heaviness. Right. Goes. You know? And I was just not where I was at. Yeah. And so, like, we kind of, like, tried for a while. We made, like, an EP, and we were just like, eh, hey, let's just stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> wasn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't sleep at all. I mean, we, <laughs> you we did yeah. do dope smoker, and you're no, like, no. I mean, we, we were about to go there. I mean, everybody was on board, but then right. it just seemed like a lot of work, you know? Right. I mean? Like, because right. we were already kind of, we'd already, like, lived in a van together for like three and a half four years and everybody was starting to get like real life responsibilities yeah. and shit you know well, that's the big so, thing you're having that life shift like yeah every, it's like every, you know it's certain yeah it's like certain and, people it's like oh maybe i don't want to do this yeah exactly. but in a lot of ways it's also it's totally appropriate for how old you were to do mm-hmm. that style like get yeah, out yeah. that aggression and that oh, yeah. kind of like i want to be in a band i want to make a lot of noise and right. like, oh yeah it was fun as you hell. can definitely get Sort of burnt out, yeah. or just your your musical interests kind of widen and you yeah. I mean, we made stuff. literally, I think zero dollars, right. you know, the whole time. But like, luckily, gas was still like a dollar. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, you it was could, a different yes, time. You could just like go out and do yeah. it, and there was like networks of people that were just like, oh yeah, we go to that house. When we yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, and so like you know, after a while, it's just like, do we really want to like flounder? I'm like 21 now, and I was the youngest, you know, right. like. Uh, right. You know, maybe we should right. try something else. Or, the yeah. bird of age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I, I, I always talk about Justin Cherno being at Panthers. I'm always like, oh, how were you? The age I am now. Yeah, when we started. starting out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was trying to recapture some of these. Yeah. God bless that guy. So, but so your He's profile kind of, kind of is, is, is raised with each subsequent project. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Yeah. So, so, so like the Sean and Not thing was happening and those were like, that, that was really like, there weren't like a lot of, I'm trying to think of nightmare gigs. You right. know what I mean? But like, was there, there a, I mean, there, there a backlash so many... at all? Like, because you're, you know, it, there's that, there's, there's sometimes that weird moment. Again, I felt that with Panthers where like, you know, you're playing like kind of a different style than the band you're in, but you're still touring in the same circuits. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it worked out. I mean, definitely people like weren't as psyched, but I think, or some people weren't, some right. people were. It was the, the times were changing and shit was getting more emo. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So like, right. I could totally snake through as Shana right. Nan, just like play yeah. pop songs, but like, yeah, yeah. wait, cause when was, when did Shana Nan start? That was, uh, probably around like 98 or 99. I started releasing mm-hmm. okay. the first singles and yeah. stuff. So and that then was I started a good time. Hammer in like 2000, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that was uh that was perfect timing because I was like inspired by just being bored by like all this indie rock. Sure. You know what I mean? Like just the shows, you're like this is boring and these yeah. girls don't fuck, you know what I mean? You're like <laughs> yeah. this is like what the fuck are we doing? But right. then you go to an after party and like and like I I didn't fuck either. I was like right. you know, but like 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 uh you go to the after party and like dance to no scrubs like right. on like a couch drinking a 40 and everybody would be going nuts and I was like this is what I should fucking do. I was right. like this. you know I was obsessed with R. Kelly already, you know. And so, like so it's kind of like this weird age of discovery. We do like a we cover when a woman's fed up by R. Kelly at the uh-huh. end of our shows and just like I would just drop the guitar and just go buck in the audience and that right. was like the life changer. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is what the whole show should be the whole right. time. But I can't call it this. Well, because I remember <laughs> I, I remember uh I remember when we would play with you guys when Panthers would play like I would be like, Oh, look at them actually like having fun on <laughs> well, yeah. It was a weird novel thing for me because I did like it wasn't about having fun. Like, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, they're so happy and like enjoying yeah. themselves. What a weird world that you live in. Yeah. But I think it's also this infusion of, of fucking soul and which is almost right. devoid in indie rock. Like to have, yeah, so, right. you just make music thing. with like a little, like to move your ass a little bit, not yeah. in like, no, no disrespect to, uh, the makeup or anything, but there, you know, it was yeah. like a, 
I don't know. But they I were mean, like a meta thing. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? exactly. Like, you were like, it was exactly. an experience. They were, yeah. they were too smart for their own good from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, they like <laughs> looked so pristine. You're like, these yeah. guys are from 1965. Right. Yeah. And right. this is awesome. But you didn't like, it kind of was like a removed thing. It was and pastiche yeah. to the ultimate. Well, there was still yeah. that yeah. academic thing, And Ian thing was too. like, I'll, like, I think Spinonius is like every lead singer of that era's idol. Yeah. You could not fuck with him. I agree. And so you just had to, you just join him. Like, yeah. So, you know, nation yeah. and everything. Like, yeah. it's like everything he does and did. It's just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, I did, I did not like the makeup's music, but watching them, I'd be like, oh, yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. There he is. That, yeah, <laughs> like, that's the guy. And then, like, yeah. Michelle May is just yeah. super hot. And you're yeah. just like, yeah. wow, everything is awesome here. And especially, <laughs> really especially really at that time. She really is. Especially <laughs> in that, in that thrill jockey oh. dominated era. It was, but I think that idea of like, you know, not being afraid and not, you know, just, I think soul as a, uh, in like a James Brown kind of sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just like, like nobody was putting on, nobody was putting on a show. And I feel like, right. you know, make, barring like the makeup and a few other people, it was, right. you know, the refused or something like, right. you know, it was like, <laughs> but again, that was like, a, it was, it was to, you know, to quote Jay Greets, to quote Jay Greets, but it was like a Civil War reenactment. Time, you know, like, yeah. it was just like, we're watching a time warp, you know, instead <laughs> yeah. of like what it is through the lens of now. Yeah, yeah. Speaking oh, speaking of the of refused, like literally, I think it was yesterday. For n- no reason, I thought of the international noise conspiracy. Oh yeah, who yeah. I haven't felt like. You and know. see, they were doing kind of the same thing, but they yeah. were doing more of like I don't know. They were doing like what like a seventies rock more thing. Yeah, kind of it was, thing, but it, the moves were also more. there. Yep. You could have like shut off the. The fucking like sound and right. like, kind of still watching. The, yeah, you know, I'm wondering the, the if if, 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 <laughs> if something it, like but, from is, donuts. Is, oh, that's right. There you go. Good victory, um, victory call girl, uh, hardcore yeah. band. <laughs> I, I like are, are the international noise conspiracy going to bypass the annals of history and just like I think so. I I, I mean, feel like refused come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you can't really like after doing the comeback of the refused, you can't like try a comeback of international noise right. conspiracy because they just never it would be really weird. They never got to the heights. Yeah, you know what I mean? That like yeah, refused. and that's the sad part. Where it's because like in all of the, I mean, just in my opinion, that like yeah, like Ian is the kind of the one who should be yeah. Kind of like having more praise. I think he should this. just have a talk show. Yes. I mean, he does. He does. Soft uh, focuses. He does, but I mean, I think he should like, have, should be on like TV. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like just on like IFC or something. Without a doubt. I would listen to him. I mean, a yeah, lot. no. If I think if that guy went a little broader, you sure. Know, the, the sky's the limit. I mean, he's so interesting. Like, he could yeah. fucking get anyone in the chair. Yeah. And- enough, <laughs> enough about him. I mean, All right. Let's, let's uh, forget about it. But let's get back uh, to the show. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got, okay, yeah. is this green so, <laughs> <laughs> you guys greenlit. All right, I'm gonna get some people on this. One. <laughs> so okay, so then so you transition into like the the Harmore, uh, yeah. uh persona, and that was I guess that was like a real weird time for me because like I I like I just went because uh, it was awesome. I, it was the first time I could like make money on tour. Right. It was just me in my car. Right. So I go out for like three months at a time and come home with like ten thousand dollars and be like, I'm the king of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like at the same time, I was going insane by right. myself. In my car, like by myself for three months. Some nights, like sleeping in my car, selling my own yeah. merch, doing everything, like the whole show, and like. Uh, and are people coming? Is it consistent? Yeah, people were like coming. more and more starting. To, like this, the word was getting around. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. It's like wearing like a weird like pajama suit and like a cape, right. basically, and like. Because there was a time too where you're kind of doing both. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would, I'd go back and forth, and I, I was pretending that I was my brother. Right. Um, and like, right. And people were believing it for like two years, like, because I'd go out on tour and have like a mustache and long hair sure. and be Harmar, and then like go on a Shana Na tour and like right. cut it really short and be preppy and wear glasses. And like, people were like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? And I do, and I would get paid by magazines to like interview myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? They had no idea. I'd be like, yeah, I'll interview him for you if you want. Right. And it'd just be me like going in nuts. On a keep, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. 40 minutes later, be like, here you go. <laughs> Like, how'd you transcribe it so fast? Like, because uh, it's pretty good. Just made it up. <laughs> so, what's what's one of the like? What was you one of the first times that you that you encountered sort of resistance to the Harmar character in a, um, a live show? Man, it's it it was so like it was it was really like uh, uh, embraced kind of mm-hmm. like right away. Like mm-hmm. a lot of places. I'm trying to think like. There were a few sketchy times. Like, I think in, like, Knoxville once, I had, like, a weird show. Uh, Pilot Light? Yeah, Pilot Light. Um, but, like... They're always weird. Things. Yeah, but, like... <laughs> they I, are uh, not a happy people down there. No, no, yeah, no the pilot- people, were, people were, like, hating the show, and then there was a point where, like, 
And this is like Brad Renfro was still alive. I like met him outside of the club. He was walking by and he was like, Yo, you're a rapper? And I was like, uh, kind of. And he was like, I rap. Can I come up there and rap with you on stage? And I was like, sure. Yeah. And so I like, he, when he came up, he is this up actor Brad Renfro? What? What? Brad, wait. Who, He's like, for the I mean, listener. Yeah, the actor. Yeah, the actor. guy, yeah, from, yeah, um, yeah, Bully, right? Rest in peace, Brad yes. Renfro. Yeah, like, right. Um, yeah, cause he, he was like a Knoxville guy. Like, he, like, okay. when he'd not do movies, he'd just go back to Knoxville. Um, and like, and he came up and like, uh, I gave him a beat. And he started like rapping, freestyling, and like I just got down to my underwear behind him, and he was like rapping, rapping, and then he turned around and was like, "Yeah!" And, like, <laughs> like, like, like dropped the mic, and like, ran, like just immediately left. Like I didn't see him again. That. Like, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> like That's... shit, like that would happen. That was all right. like, kind of hilarity, but like, you know, definitely. Uh, there was one time I think there there was like some I played like some rap show in Baltimore, like and there's these white rapper guys. And, uh, and I, you know what I mean? It's like kind of like they were like trying to be like the hard white rapper right. guys proving something to prove. I can't even remember who they were. There weren't anyone I know now. Okay. Like, 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 you know what I mean? It wasn't like, Eminem. Like, it's like, so, no, no. Like those Aesop guys, like, those like my no. friends. Like, yeah. it's like, it, it, they don't have to try anymore. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's right. accepted that you can yeah. just be whatever color and right. rap. Well. Exactly. But like, but like, but like at that point, it kind we of We saw like, racism. At that point, no, at that point, it was like really like a struggle, I think. Right. So like, right. Like, so they're just trying to be super hard. And I got up there and was like, yep, but I do. Super fun, guys. I'm singing. I'm going to make out with your girlfriend. And like, and like, uh, and like, they were like, one guy was like, he was like fucking mad dogging me from the audience. And then like, kind of like got all his crew to leave. And I like, was like, oh yeah, super fucking white rapper guys just left, you know, into the mic. And like, he was gigantic and like, like immediately came back in the door and like, was just fucking like pacing, ready to just punch me in the face the entire time. It was, that was like a terrifying show. Cause I was sure. just living in fear for the entire like next 40 minutes. Right. Just like, when is this dude going to pummel me in front of right. all these people? So I had to like, kind of like, Backtrack on the mic and be like, oh man, I was just fucking, look at me. I'm singing, I'm white and I'm singing, I'm like, what's the problem? Did you make friends with him in the end? Not really. Yeah. A- enough for him to like not punch me. Right. <laughs> enough for him to unclench his fist yeah, a couple yeah, exactly. minutes for you to make your leave. Yeah, exactly. Enough time for me to like hide in the room and couldn't find it. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. The, no. uh, just the threat of violence uh, yeah. at a show yeah. is like, I mean, there was one time where Oxford Collapse got into, almost got into a fight with this band, uh, from, called the Buffalo Killers from, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Akron, Ohio. Oh. And then our base, our bass player was so drunk that he slipped in a puddle of beer, fell on his face, like his nose started bleeding, and the guy's just like, and walked away. <laughs> we had to embarrass ourselves so yeah, thoroughly. That's a good way out. Just like, out. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Ah, ah, ah. This episode's going out to the Buffalo Killers, <laughs> who later went on to open for the Black Crows, actually. Oh. We, we wish them well. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing great. <laughs> um, so you're also doing, uh, like, some acting stuff yeah. around the same time. Like, how does... I don't really how, know. How does something like that get hooked I up? I think, I mean, cause I, I was in Starsky and Hutch. I did yes. that dance off scene with Ben Stiller <laughs> and like. I mean, that's a big deal. That, that's a, that's, a, that's, yeah, a, that's a, a huge scene. Like it was yeah. crazy out of nowhere. Cause I, I'd like, at, I went to an art school, like an arts high school kind of fame thing for acting. So uh-huh. I kind of like, once I started getting approached for that kind of stuff. For four like, years or for like. Just, it was like the last two years of high school. That was go. So same, like same a for me. Magnet. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you go live in a dorm yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, they, uh, I, I, so like when I started getting approached, I think Todd Phillips, who directed Starsky and Hutch and Hangover and all that stuff, like, uh, he had seen me play the Troubadour or something mm-hmm. and he knew that like I was kind of on a subsidiary of Warner Brothers at that time. So, which plus with that guy is he knows what's going. On. Yeah. I mean, he did yeah. hate it. The GG yeah, Howard story. He did do that. Yeah, yeah, great documentary. Yeah. And old school. I mean, yeah. Yeah. a great movie. No, yeah, hate, like, hated just hated. As a, a tangent. I, ninth grade. My buddy Jason and I bought it. We read it about in Film Threat magazine. Yeah, yep, went to here. Kim's. Yeah, like took the train in. Went to Kim's. Bought the v- split the VHS. Oh yeah, so, and we shared it for years. Yeah, like I've probably seen Hated 
I don't know, 75 yeah, times. It's went so, to Mad yeah. Mike Super Video in, in <laughs> yeah. Waterbury, Connecticut. It's, yeah, we had to go to like the one like crazy video store yep. in Minneapolis. In the and cult put down, like, you had to put down like a $50 deposit to yeah. rent yeah. it, like or 100 it's, or something. It was something crazy. But what was amazing about it is like the first time, I'm like, I think I was probably like ninth grade. We go back to Jason's house and his brother, his older brother, Josh, was like eight years older. It was, it was, who was, became like a, a kind of a Wall Street guy. He's like, what the fuck are you guys watching? And he's like, I want to watch this. And he lit, and he was a big guy and he got down on the couch like this, like for the listener, I'm putting my hands on my chin, like lying on his stomach. And within like the like first, little boy. within the first 30 seconds of hated, there's a scene where like Gigi Allen's pulling a hot dog out of like ass of a, and Josh just goes, fuck this and just gets up <laughs> and leaves. And then Jason and I just, obsessed from that yeah. point on. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's, it's also amazing too because Gigi Allen is terrible. Unlistenable. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing. He, he like... He would record in Minneapolis a lot. I've heard all these stories. Like, uh-huh. This band, the fucking shit biscuits. Uh-huh. I think he was trying to make that might have been a later them. project. He would like, yeah, he would like produce them or whatever. Like, but like, he'd go, he'd like steal their tapes and try to sell them for like heroin money. You know what I mean? Like in the right. middle of like yeah. producing the record, it's like who's gonna buy the fucking shit biscuits tapes? Solid producer. <laughs> to, like, Solid to his credit, though, I think a lot of his like early '80s punk stuff is pretty like Ramones. I mean, it's not offensively bad. I think yeah. I think as he got older, <laughs> when he started doing stuff like "Suck My Ass, It Smells," sure. <laughs> which is just like a thirty-second yeah. like <laughs> like uh, uh, what's that? What's the Japanese noise guy? Uh, Mersbo. Yeah, Masana. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I keep yeah. going here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> table. Omiyode, yeah. Hatoba. <laughs> there we go. Hiroshi. Uh, anyway, so 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 the scars. Yes. <laughs> oh. uh... So yeah, that was a weird thing. I was just like, he got a hold of me through Warner Brothers somehow at that point and like asked if I wanted to do it. And then I went. What was the subsidiary? Uh, it was Record Collection. They did like me and the Walkmen. Yeah. uh, Oh yeah, I remember them. Simon Dawes before they became Dawes. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. They, and they now, I think like they're more like doing the management thing. I think they manage like Dawes and Blake Mills and stuff. But like, I feel like every label I'm on just turns into a management company. They're like, "Ah, maybe we shouldn't be wasting money on putting records out and just like, (laughs) Harmar does it again. (laughs) Track record consistent. But they all go on to be like successful. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's the golden touch. I consider that my duty. And so, and so just (laughs) anecdotes from the set. Oh, uh, I mean, okay. So even like the, the audition was hilarious. I was there. My friend Preston Olson was like out with me. I think we just happened to be in LA, like returning a van to the label from tour. And, uh, and they're like, Hey, will you audition for this movie? Are you here this week in LA? Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh yeah. And so I went and, uh, it was me. Next to Ernie Hudson, the Black Ghostbusters. Yeah, of course. On the Winston couch. Zedmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this town! <laughs> yeah, dude. Seriously, so and originally, uh, my, my role ended up becoming uh, Dancing Rick. But uh-huh. in the original <laughs> script, he was Dancing Ernie. Uh-huh. So like when they come out and they're like, uh, Dancing Ernie, are you out here? And I just, you just see like Ernie Hudson like, what the? No, I'm Dancing Ernie, what the fuck? And I was like, no, that's actually I'm the role I'm going for. So that was like me the first. Like, he thought he was getting dissed or something. He was right. just like taken so Fuck off guard. <laughs> and then I go into this like office that's like half the size of this room, uh, and like, and dance for like <laughs> Todd and two other people. Oh, nice. And I like, just do like a weird headstand. And they're like, oh yeah, this is perfect. You got, you know, I mean, and then I like, got to set and I, I had already done shows with like Patton Oswalt before uh-huh. and he was in that scene. So like it was really comfortable right away. And, mm-hmm. I got to do like weird dance lessons with Ben Stiller. Like we like <laughs> kind of choreographed everything. It was just me and him and this lady. And, uh, and, uh, that was super fun. He's like, this is great exercise, man. Like maybe, like, maybe you want to like, you want to like rent a studio every once in a while and like, just do this for fun. And I was like, totally never happened, never happened. Right. But he, but he was super nice. It was right. like amazing. And like, this I don't is know. definitely going to happen. Never see him. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, all of a sudden, I'm, like, on set, and I have, like, my own trailer, and there's, like, all these, like, uh, extras trying to talk to me, like, wondering how I got this gig, and right. I've never been in anything, and they're like, what the fuck? And, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, eating in the wrong catering area, like, with all of them, and everyone's like, you got to stay away from them, dude. Like, get over here. This is <laughs> we, don't was, <laughs> we don't fraternize. We don't fraternize with the extras. I had no idea, like, right. what was going on. and then like quickly learned like how it just can turn so weird you know what i mean when people are just like like you put in a good word for me with you know i mean like i'm so new here i (laughs) don't know what i'm doing (laughs) like i'm hoping that i can like speak by the time the camera's on and we had to dance for like 
12 hours a day for three days. Like it was like every Jesus. angle, like crazy yeah. versions of this. Like um, it was amazing. It was like everything was, in, yeah. And you just end up like uh, Owen Wilson had this, uh, like, uh, kind of like motor powered skateboard that oh. was like, you're like, 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 like we just like in between takes, like kind of like fuck around in the parking lot. <laughs> 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 like you know, Carmen Electra's and, right. And it was like all this like crazy shit. And you're like, oh, I'm the focal point of this scene, and I have no idea. What, <laughs> meanwhile, the Weinstein's are like back behind the uh, monitors. Like, oh, were they there? They were like, this is the kid. They were like, <laughs> they were like fucking like, like they, they they were giving me like the whole like you're gonna be a star. You're going right? places. But, you know yeah. what I mean, I was like. I mean, I, I, I didn't still want to take him up on that. I don't <laughs> think I, re- yeah, <laughs> I don't think I realized you were in it until I saw it. I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. look at that! <laughs> that was my favorite surprise. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and is that the type of thing you, every once in a while you still get a royalty check uh, uh, here and there? Not, yeah. not for that. It's, I guess sometimes, like if it's on cable a lot, which it right. kind of is, but it's like you know, it kind of like cuts in half P- every yeah. time. So, and is that something? Later. Would you say if? Do you get recognized for that? Yeah, more definitely. than other things. Or well, at that point, yeah, yeah, for sure. But now it's kind of like I don't know what I'm getting recognized right. for because people like think I'm like the critic or Ron Jeremy. Or, like you know what I mean? Like I'm just constantly getting recognized for shit I didn't even do. So hey, real life personification of the critic. <laughs> I like, it's the critic. Yeah, they don't. They refuse to call you Jay Sherman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, so I mean. You have, you, you, you started off in a performing background. Like, yeah. I mean, of doing that in high school. And then that clearly, like, that led into, like, you know, you're always, like, kind of funny with Sean and with Harmar. Uh, and so, like, I mean, it, obviously that's, that's a part of all of that, your, your whole life. I yeah. Mean, it, it, it also seems like is, is part of it. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's kind of having, uh, yeah, kind of a fuck it attitude. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I mean, because, like, you know, when you're talking about all those people, like, I mean, that's a, that's an LA thing. Like, yeah. There's a reason it's a cliche and a trope. Yeah. Because the whole, like, you know, it's, it's like David Cross, everyone wants to be a star. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe nine Put of me you. in your movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and, you know, it, it, it would you, uh, attribute, uh, you know, whatever successes you've had to that kind of, Fuck it, I don't know. Just kind of say, saying yes to whatever. Yeah, yeah, not totally. A fuck. I mean, because like that was the whole purpose of of Harmar. I think at the beginning was like everybody was still up in the air about like people selling out mm-hmm. or they like, were up in arms, you know, right. like right, like when like the Shins did that McDonald's commercial. It's like when they were still broke and living. Sure, in, like, AKA the Zach Braff movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like even before that, it was like they got like ten grand. To be in a McDonald's commercial or yeah. whatever. And it's like, who cares? Like, those guys, like, that was enough to pay their rent for a year. Right. And they needed it at that time. Sure. And I was just like, when people would get down on them, I'd be like, what the fuck? So I, like, right. I made it, like, my mission to do everything possible to sell out as much as possible and, like, do it under this guise of this other guy named right. Armar Superstar and be like, see? Life is really fucking easy if you don't, like, fucking, like, like let your morals take your financial situation right. down for no reason. You know what right. I mean? It's like... Like, I, as I see it, like, McDonald's owes me $10,000 <laughs> from my lifetime, probably more. So I'm going to take that from them for a song I already wrote. Is this, a, is this an <laughs> argument that people still have, like, the no. sellout argument? I, I think it's totally right. That was the only way to make money for bands yeah. is to do commercials or soundtracks. Yeah. And nobody cares anymore because that whole, like, 90s uppity. Holier than thou. Holier than thou. Right. Fucking, like, really fucking PC whole. That whole thing's I gone. I think it yeah. still exists in, like, the very, in, like, the still, like, the basement, like, level of hardcore that, like, sure, we don't, don't know about. Sure, like, but I don't want to go there. And you know, yeah, yeah, it's going yeah, like, to like, stay there in that basement. <laughs> I, I don't want, I don't want more than music festival to start up <laughs> well, again. But you know what it is. Debates about how <laughs> to spell women and accusing every single <laughs> band member of every band of rape. <laughs> it's, it's only because there are always going to be like 18, 19, 20 year old, like idis- idealistic Sure. Yeah, but when, they're, when their parents stop paying the way, they realize pretty quick that that, <laughs> right. that whole like argument's not that fun anymore. Right. Because meanwhile you're like, I guess working at Dunkin' Donuts doesn't really... <laughs> right. Fun. You know what I mean? They're like yeah. having these like big like corporate grandiose ideas or like that like smash the state ideas but then they're going to work at a fucking Dunkin' right. Donuts like, yeah, yeah I mean where you're like it's well, a, well, I mean, well, and well, there's always you know as you get like, older you've got to yeah. figure out what level you care about this or that anymore about everything just because yeah. like Isn't like I've it, talked about before I remember distinctly like still being confused when Panther is like we went on tour sponsored by Sparks yeah and I was like alright I'm straight edge still, and I'm whatever. I don't give a fuck because they're going to pay for this thing. Yeah, yeah. But then we wouldn't play that show that was by Camel. Yeah. 
And yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, our singer was smoking a cigarette while yeah. he was telling me he didn't want to do that one. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know where we stand anymore. <laughs> Those, uh, but it's true. I mean, like, because I didn't know. He didn't know. We were fucking like, figuring like, it out. Isn't it more punk rock to take yeah. Sparks' money? You know what it was? Sparks. Camel's money. Yeah, and I mean, all of the swag that Sparks said. Well, at the time, though, <laughs> was a lot. That, it's, those Camel shows paid... Yeah. As well, or better than college, and you couldn't yeah, pass amazing. it up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would do them all the time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I was smoking camels. No, like, I was like, perfect. <laughs> Bring me three <laughs> cartons as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about the um, the like? It seems like you know, you've always kind of had a, a comedic persona. Yeah. You're like the Brent, and you've been doing kind of stand up here, like yeah. here and there. What's like? What was the decision to do that? I think, and I guess your relation to like comedy and music. I mean, I've always wanted to do uh, stand up in some form. I just kind of never had the balls to do it till mm-hmm. like this year. But I was doing a lot of like uh, improv and stuff at UCB in LA. And I remember uh, South by you and me were talking about because yeah. you had just you were you had you had maybe either just wrapped up like a one one or two one, and yeah. you're like, all of the students are pissed because I also did an ass cap model. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were yeah. all like, how did you get that? Yeah, I was like, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> but like, I like, said, yeah. My precociousness always yeah. comes back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> Right. But then I just do really well and people can't <laughs> right. deny me anymore. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love that stuff. I, mean, I think going to like UCB classes really like unclogged my brain. Mm-hmm. Like after like two classes of 101, I like wrote an entire Shanana record. Like, right. In like two weeks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and I couldn't for like six months. Right. So my like, dynasty? What up? My dynasty? Uh, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was, that was My Majesty. My Majesty, but I mean. This is after that Which one, is one of my favorite album covers. Oh, thanks. Me on a horse. <laughs> somehow it's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world to me. Um, but this was one called Family Trees that I did on Dim Mac and Dim Mac kind right. of just like, I don't know what they did. I think they left a, a box of a hundred of them at some store. Sure. It was official. It was out. Welcome to the world <laughs> of being on Dim Mac. <laughs> Fellow was label mates. That was like, a weird, this, like, weird transition period yeah. where they were like, Gonna go sign with downtown right. or something bigger and then just like anything when indie Steve rock got was lost. moving from Okie Dokie Steve Aoki to DJ Steve Aoki. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A whole nother bag. For the yeah. listener, Steve the, Aoki yeah, yeah. is the biggest DJ in the hey, entire world. And <laughs> label honcho. And used to run a hardcore label yeah. and has a Girl Biscuits tattoo on his yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was in that weird transition from being like, hey, we're putting out the kills. Right. And like, and like this machine kills and like right. all this stuff, like and he kills and stuff. Kills. And then uh, and uh, and uh and then kind of like he signed like he signed me for a second, but the Shanana thing went so they fizzled so weirdly and nothing mm-hmm. really happened. It was like a weird transition that he just was cool enough to like let me go and do right. whatever I wanted. You know, what I mean yeah. I was like, uh ah, you, you <laughs> can't do this to the Harmar record though. Uh so but so you took the you took those one ones and then wrote uh Yeah, I wrote record. that Family Trees record, and then we did that whole hold steady tour as Shanana right. then, mm-hmm. which was kind of a <laughs> come back right. you know, I don't know I still like I still like pulling out Shana and I every once in a while like right. I, I kind of feel like I might write another record soon and just do mm-hmm. like a month long tour just right because it's fun yeah. sure and people are like what okay. <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> like yeah I mean like well, there's I mean, be like five people in each city right. who are like you have legitimately to, you have psyched, to you know, continue like, you have to like, <laughs> I guess you always come back to like if you started playing guitar and like yeah. rock music that yeah, never totally. really leaves well know? I wrote the new Harmar record on guitar which I'd never done before mm-hmm. so it's more like a Sam Cooke or like Otis Redding ah, kind of like soul record nice. so yeah. I'm pretty psyched about that so it's kind of like the, they're kind of merging now at this point right into like this do you have any like I mean, or is it just really, I mean, you're going with the UCB, yes, and philosophy with everything. Like, yeah. do you have just like, kind of like, well, this is just kind of like, now I'm going to do some music for a while and then I do comedy for yeah, a while. Yeah, I mean, I'll, and... like, when movie roles come up, I'll do them. Cause yeah. only like, it's like, takes two days. You know right. What I mean, you just go do it. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And what have you done? What have you done recently? Or what do you, uh, well, I got did, something in the works. I, well, I did, uh, I mean, I did like whip it. I mm-hmm. had a little role in that and I had a little role in pitch perfect. I sang like mm-hmm. a, a T-Pain song. Oh, right. <laughs> and then, uh, and like, uh, and now I, there's a, there's a, something coming up. Like, I just got asked to do, uh, this Comedy Central show. So hopefully, I just, I don't even know what the deal with it is. Right. So I like, just like, I think I'm just popping in for like right. a sketch or something. So right. that might happen next week. But, um, shit like that comes up all the time. And I've been like developing shows. Like, mm-hmm. I de- I've created a show called Stitch and Bitch with, uh, Alia Shilcott from mm-hmm. Arrested Development and mm-hmm. Ellen Page. And like, and that got bought by HBO. They, we developed it forever and kind of, I think they were kind of like developing us in the stable with girls at the same time. Right. 
and this girl is just like was like the just the runaway, right. you know what I mean? Like it was just development. The obvious, it was the obvious one for them to make, and <laughs> right. they, 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 I think they kind of just like apparently they made the right choice. They made a good choice. <laughs> they made a great choice, you know. But like, uh, yeah. So we were kind of just like that. That project kind of just slipped away, right? But yeah. we got paid and stuff, so it's like I know I worked with HBO really closely and like writing the scripts and stuff. So that's the so. weird, crazy part. And like, I haven't figured out that magic, and I almost want to. Of like, I have like plenty of friends and like people I know who like. Yeah, make their living off of shows that have never been. Yeah, made. exactly. Most like, people, I, I think can, a lot, like, but like, if I can sell a show every two years that doesn't get made, I right? Can, like, I can live like a is, comfortable life. Right. Is there a sat- you know what I mean? Like, right. Do you find that there's a set like from uh, non-musical projects that I've worked on? You know, like uh, writing, working on writing scripts and stuff is so difficult. I think it's the most difficult creative thing, and you don't have the satisfaction that you get from music. Yeah, at least for me, I I like I work in I like to work with people like mm-hmm. and have like yeah. just, I mean it's just all about like finding a partner to get yep. really stoned with and play just real life Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You're just yeah, like yeah. basically like, what if you went in this room? Right. And like, what if you had this power? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just like, it's, it's pretty fun that way. And I, I kind of like, I can get into that. I, yeah. I, I can get into like, cause it's like a really good, uh, exercise after like being on tour and stuff. It's like, it's sure. a whole different part it's of completely your brain. Different. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. So it's like, you feel like, you're accomplishing something when you're not like treading water and like what you were doing before. Yeah, there's right. so much downtime. Like after your record cycle is done, you still have like right. two more years before you can put out another thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Sort of, like, do you have uh, do you have moments in all those kind of those downtimes of those those low times? Oh those, yeah, there's yeah. definitely. I mean, like like it's like a th- constant three year loop of yeah. like, oh, I'm fine for like two years, and right. then one year you're like. What the fuck? How the fuck am I going to make money? <laughs> right. I, should I go work at Best Buy? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and then something like, right. I'll be like, too deep. Right. I can't anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in LA, I definitely couldn't. Like right. if these people saw me working a job, they'd be like, what happened? You, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, right. are you a junkie now? Or like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, but in New York, TMZ would really pick that up. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be great. In New York, it's just, it's just much easier to like, you can just yeah. go DJ at any bar or fucking yeah. like do a few like stand up shows and get yeah. like, you know, a hundred bucks a week. Doing, right. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Right. Like, right. Yeah. there's just shit here and there. And like, right when you're all, every time when I'm like destitute and I'm like, I seriously have like $600 and right. the first of the month is coming up and I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going to go on. Something crazy happens. Right. You know what I mean? Like, without fail, sometimes I'll have to like, scramble for a couple months and, right but i'm good at it i know how the fucking to do I you love, know what i mean like I've i learned. also i also love how the money is getting blown immediately yeah. from like <laughs> but it's not red hot chili like, yeah. you know just like yeah six hundred dollars again no i mean but yeah. like you know like sure, now it's course. like backs like the record's yeah. coming out people are excited there'll be people like licensing shit or whatever yeah. and uh like more like weird parties to play and shit right. like you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like once you're you're like the new kid again you're like the you're a, you're a new toy. Once right. Your record comes out again. Right. You know what I mean. So like, and you also have nocturnal emotions that you're doing. Yeah, your yeah. Podcast. podcast. My podcast. Uh, and how's that? How's it's, that going? It's been good. Yeah, I've been doing it with Earwolf for which is uh, great. Half a year now. I think we've got 26 episodes. Might have already. to put in the good word with them uh, for. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys should. Speaking of extras, how did you work awesome. that? Did you just because you did you? I think I went in and did the Sklar Brothers pro- right. podcast. Like one of the mm. first ten episodes they did, I went in and. uh and Jeff, uh, one of the partners mm-hmm. of Earwolf, uh, took me out and asked me if I would want to do a show because I think they wanted to like branch out more in sure. the like, music world and, and all that. And like for about a year, I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I want to do it, but I kind of like, I got to think of my angle. Right. And then I just like was busy with other stuff. And then it kind of just came to me. Like I got, I just went really deep. I think I drove when I was driving. From like LA to Austin to record my album, and then from there to here to move mm-hmm. to New York, mm-hmm. I was listening to a lot of podcasts and like getting really deep on like Mark Marin and mm-hmm. and like uh, you made it weird yep. and, and like you know the obvious like the, just the ones you need yeah. to listen to and uh, I was just really and that's like kind of what inspired me to do the podcast, come up with my own angle and I mean once I thought of the name Nocturnal Emotions, I was like that's it like, right I just needed a name basically right. You know? <laughs> right and just like some like some like real like hard experience sort of like research time listening yeah. to like what a podcast could be right you know? so i did that and that was, that was at the same time like Marin's show like 
inspired me to do stand-up finally you know mm-hmm. i was like well, i'm going to new york i saw these like fucking open mics all the time and like shows and i know everybody right i should just like write five minutes and do it because like, yeah why the fuck not do you find yourself is that a regular thing now or is it just kind of yeah you I've want to. like every week or two you know mm-hmm. what i mean for now i'll probably go deeper into it once this tour is done but i think right. i might hit some open mics on tour and i, I oh, that's that's a great idea yeah. you know what yeah. i mean i'm like constantly like like keeping notes on my phone, so like you know, I and no. and I find it like that easier. iPhone is full of so much garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, exactly. my iPhone, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but like stuff that doesn't make any. But there's sense. some gems too. Yeah, but like, but like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's like, it's just really fun. Now, now that I've done it, like I'm not afraid to do it. I'm gonna do it, you know, tomorrow. I don't know if this is gonna come out later, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm uh, sure it's gonna go. It, it went great. Yeah, yeah. The it, was, it was awesome. It was it fucking, was, I killed it. it. Uh, where are you giggles. doing it tomorrow? At uh, Secret Project Robot. I'm doing the, the Giggles show. Oh, Don Stahl's show. Don Stahl's show. Yes. Uh, and this uh, art opening, too. That should be fun. So um, nice. Um, all you guys at home, you can't. So, it's <laughs> so fuck you. So it, it sounds like, I mean, you, you have these great stories from opening for much bigger bands. Yeah. You know. So hit us up with a, with another, another tale from like an absurd, uh, I'm okay. So on that Incubus tour, uh, in Oklahoma City, there were a bunch of kids in the front row, like throwing shit at me and like just like fucking like making all their friends like turn around and like do like, yeah, back to him, fucking fuck him, sort of thing. <laughs> and, uh, so at one point I grabbed my crotch and told this kid to like eat my pussy. <laughs> and, uh, and right when I got off stage, I got tackled by the cops and arrested. And taken into this like holding cell in the arena, which I didn't know they had. They're like <laughs> holding cell in the arena, and I'm still like super sweaty. I'm in my underwear, and I'm like steaming because it's so cold in there. And like he wouldn't let me have a towel or put on any clothes. And the, this cop was just like taking pictures of me from every angle in my underwear. And I was like, this is this doesn't seem like this is official police right. business. Yeah. <laughs> but like. You know, I, I haven't mean? asked for badges <laughs> yet, but it was yeah. So I I got arrested for public lewdness uh, there, and I had oh, like, you got a Jim Morrison. <laughs> yeah, I had, yeah, I was a Jim Morrison, and I got one of those, and I had to like uh, pay a lawyer like three grand to get me out of that. Jeez. So that's that was really the fun. guys from Incubus are like, sorry man, I can't. No, they Our wouldn't hands go. Are tied. They wouldn't go on stage. They until, said, "Pardon me, we're not going to play." They, they, so they no, they did. Incubus song. They, <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, they wouldn't go on stage till the cops released me. Oh and wow, they, yeah. So it was like one of those things. But uh, they gave me this ticket that they're like, "You're going to have to pay a fine." Then I found out that there was a court appearance, and then I had to pay a local dude to go and do it all. It was just a whole yeah bullshit thing. But the Incubus guys like. Definitely got me out of there. I might have gone to like actual jail. Wow. They, they wouldn't have like, I mean, there would have been a riot, 10,000 people. Like they were going to not play. <laughs> right. Like, like, right. Know, and they probably cut like 20 minutes of their set just to get Wait, me out were of they there, real so. cops or were they like security? That was like cops. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was real cops. In the end, it was that's, cops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely a, uh, that classifies as a worse gig. I is that what? I mean, is that what? I mean, like the, the press was amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know what I mean, like the next day, like calling my parents, being like, uh, "You're gonna see some stories about me," but <laughs> I mean, don't in worry, that mom, moment, I don't have a pussy, so <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. Don't stress. Uh, <laughs> in that moment, and like, have, I mean, you've you've toured for a very long time. Like, are there yeah. just times where you're like, "What am I doing here?" There's anymore? times. Like, yeah, there's definitely. There's always gonna be times where yeah. you're like. What what am I doing? Like you know, like why do I keep coming back to this one club where right. nobody ever comes? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Why why do I think it's going to be different right. this time? Right. And sometimes it is. Do you have well, that a club? Lot of times it's not. <laughs> a lot. Of times do you have like, Do you have that club or that town? And maybe people hear this, they'll they'll come on out. Yeah, I mean, like I I, I there's it's, you just gotta I you gotta do everywhere. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just drive wise. You know, and I mean there's there's certain there's a lot of towns where it's always on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like, you know, I, mean, I, I struggle through a bunch of the South, but like, yeah. it's all worth it when you hit Atlanta, New Orleans, and Austin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, I have intermittent other good shows in other cities, but like for a lot of it's like... Rubber boots again. in Denton, I'm very wary of <laughs> yeah, yeah, every yeah. time. Bug, yeah. if you book a show in Idaho... Yeah. No thanks. Oh yeah, wait, yeah. wait, Bug. Bug. That was the the, the Bug was the name of the promoter. Oh, Bug yeah, is but... the guy who booked that show that Panthers J.R. Ewing where three people showed up because he had put the wrong date and wait, never showed up. Was that in Iowa Ooh. City or yeah, because Ames. he went to see Cradle of Filth instead. Oh, nice. And then no. and then J.R. Ewing wouldn't play. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Uh on our last first like US tour for the last record, uh uh we showed up in Salt Lake City. 
Mm. This metal club, I can't even remember what it's called, and they were just like looked like they just put up like two posters before oh. we got there. <laughs> and we load in, and it's a giant metal club, and we realize like Yola Tango and some other big shows going on in Salt Lake City. Like, there's not even enough yeah. people to fill up one of those shows that we, that would go. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. So we're like, we're fucked. There's gonna be no one here. And finally, the promoter sent like another person. He had he had like some legitimate like life emergency thing and like kind of had dropped the ball on the show and admitted mm. it. But we like loaded in the three people that were there were like people that emailed us personally and we were like, oh yeah, we're playing this place in Salt Lake. <laughs> and so we just to spare everybody, like literally nobody was there, and we were like, like fuck it. Let's just load out, and they paid us in full. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, which was awesome. That's you know, kind there was of, a actually, that's kind of one of the best shows. I know. Kind of, we were like, wait a second, we should <laughs> yeah. We've just figured it out. Yeah, we were like, we should do. We should get, like, and did you hang get, with the people that came? Yeah, we like yeah, gave them like, some free records and like yeah. hung out. Like, we were yeah. like, well, this is gonna be like painful for this four of us playing for three of you. Can we just like have a beer with you and give you like <laughs> at that Idaho show? I remember down, or they didn't. The other band we were on tour with didn't play because they were from Norway, and we're just like, we're not going to do this. Like, this is stupid. Yeah, but then. After we were done, they got up drunkenly and did vocal covers of Downcast, the old rap hardcore band in broken English. That sounds like it was great. That's uh, yeah, yeah. No, we also had Oxford Collapse going to South by Southwest one year, playing with touring with Part Chimp from the UK, Uh awesome band, playing in um, Farmington, Missouri, which is which is if it's even a third tier. Yeah, yeah. No offense to the lovely people Farmington, and an enormous place. Loading in, sure. like, kind of sound checking. Yeah. There was, at the, this was like 2006, there was like this vaguely Mexican American, like, screamo band yeah. of kids who were, who were gonna play first. They sound checked. Us and Parchimp go to dinner, come back. The Mexican screamo band, gone. The promoter's like, and there's n- nobody. And yeah. they think it's a Monday. We're, we're dead from the beginning. Yeah. And, I don't and know it, what happened. It, was, it wasn't, yeah. even, an, yeah. I, it wasn't yeah. even an I don't know what happened, guys. Usually. It was more like, it was more like, I can give you some money. And I mean, you guys can play if you want. Yeah. Each yeah. Other. yeah and that. it was, it was one of those just totally. like, let's just. But that's the thing. But, like yeah. sometimes those towns are the best. Right? Yes. No. There's nobody who comes through. So yeah. like, you'll sell like $500 in merch. Cause yeah. you were like, thank you for coming. But that here. can happen. I want to remember this night uh, forever. Cause this is like <laughs> the only show that's going to happen. For, it like, just three reminded months, me yeah. of us. We played in Houston once. I might have talked about this before, but I remember playing and was like, I was like, Oh, it's Houston. It'll be fine. But it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, but and the club we played like no one there for us in DFA 1979 at that time. But the club had a bigger room, and you just had to walk through one door. Yeah, and in that bigger room was Cradle of Filth, Arch Enemy, <laughs> oh my this God. huge metal tour, and that was kicking. It was yeah, packed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was works. psyched because I really liked Arch Enemy at the time. So, but yeah, yeah. I was like, can we maybe not play? Yeah, and I just, really, I went we just fast. Play over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, slide us in. But that felt extra worse, just because I was like, there is a good show happening. Yeah, and right there, I yeah, can yeah, hear yeah, it happening yeah. when we stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's one of our. It always comes up on the show when we talk to people. It's like. I don't know what happened, guys. I just, yeah, usually yeah. a Monday night, yeah, yeah, usually uh, Monday yeah, night Fred's now. Yeah, it's normally the yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it must be spring. We break. had big it's local draw, but <laughs> it's always spring it's, break. Yeah, there's a lot of spring yeah. break. Spring break is all year. Yeah, we've that's, definitely had that tour. I remember having a tour where that's it felt like literally we were just following spring break. Yeah, like every single show was like, oh no, now you're a week later, but we've shifted over to spring break in this section of the world. Or there was a really huge party last night. Or yeah, there, yeah. or there's a huge. party. Party tonight. Yeah, I almost you know, didn't come, come. Yeah, but yeah. I had to, you know, let you guys in. You guys, should, you guys should come over after. <laughs> yeah, the classic. Yeah. Actually, let's just all go there now. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Sean, to bring this all full circle, yeah. Um, a question that we ask all of our guests: What do you think of the word gig? Gig. I gig kind of grosses me out because it makes me think of gig bag. <laughs> yeah. Which you don't, you know what I mean? The classic, you know, like yeah. Gig, the soft yeah. gig and just bag. Like the word is just, it's yeah. like, just like a weird guttural throat noise that you'd say. I don't know. I like show. Yeah. I don't like concert either. Right. I mean, for, but you for, came, you came up with show. Like yeah. we all came up with Because you came from show. a hardcore yeah. punk Playing world and you didn't yeah. go to, you didn't go to, uh, rubber boots to see a concert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you didn't gig, go to gigging, the tune in to see a concert. Gigging reminds me of like pro gear, pro ad. Attitude. Here we go. You know <laughs> he mean? says like, it all the time. Pro gear, pro tune. <laughs> <laughs> Got 
that right, brother. Um, that's look. You shared some fantastic stories. You've, you've done a lot of stuff. You're going on tour. When by the time this comes out, you'll probably be on tour. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be on tour, what, all of April or something? All of, like, the last half of March through mid-May, and then probably more after that. So. And you literally just got back from Mexico. Mexico. So, I just want to say, from Jeff and I, glad you got home safe. Thanks, man. Worst gig ever. <laughs>